Tom Turbovich! Get ready for a Tommy Turbo Masterclass. Masterclass. Aimless Tuesday is here. And the boys are hard as a rock. Don't be a weak-gutted dog. Leave that for Jamin Salmon. Get, Get ready, ready for, for the, the best, best super coach, coach show on the, the planet. planet. It's so good, it's better than Lego. You're now listening to the Super Coach Experience Podcast. Here's your host, Brandon Savage. Brandon Savage. Hello and welcome back to the Super Coach Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Savage, the coach of the Savage Turbos. Yeah, well, like it's just... Yeah. <laughs> I have changed my name from the Dallas Tunkins. Personally... If you won, uh, would you want that name? Nah, nah. Dallas, it, it just sounds a bit too hillbilly for some reason. Um, yeah, so it is the Savage Turbos. Official statement, it's the Savage Turbos. I feel good about it. Back to the OG style. Jamin Sammons was a one-year plug. The week got a dog. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with how it went last year. But today, I'm joined by the 2021 Supercoach champion, Tim Moody, with the Vili Army, who you're not going to change your name ever. No. Pretty fired up, man. It's getting a lot closer. Um, I'm sort of starting to feel like I'm getting a lot more locked into place. But there's, oh, they just can't fit everything in. Still, I'm going to have there's a sacrifice that needs to be made in my team. But I'm not going to stress about it now. I'm just going to let it naturally evolve over the next few weeks. So. It it feels like a lot of the preseason has played out. Like I know at the start of the preseason, it feels like there's a long drag until the start of the the season, and you're not even thinking about trials, but Trials are about to come up, and we're not far from that. We're pretty much at the end of the preseason, just about, because there is footy this weekend. The Sports mm. Shed TV charity match, February 3rd. The live stream link is out now. It will be in the description. It is in our Instagram bio on the SC Experience. You can buy that for $5, which I'm sure you're tuning in, Timmy. Yeah, I'll be watching that around uh, in Gladstone with a few mates and a few cans. Um, can't guarantee we'll be like glanced in, but we'll nah, be, that's know, fine. But we'll, we'll have it there in the background. Also, wanted to say um, I, I've actually heard that there's going to be a selector down there. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, there's there's going to be a selector down there. So, like, the possible, um, like you know, sort of train and trial NRL squad option there apparently there's someone that's been like watching you at training oh yeah of course yeah (laughs) and no it's funny because at training (laughs) i actually i feel a bit out of my depth at training uh i filled in for jake's oz tag team last wednesday and that brought me back to my top old self uh bottom of the bottom division oz tag team winless they got a win they got a win and one of jake's mates who listens to this show shout out dean he was hyping me up big time. He was like, you're wasted in the centres. And I'm like, there's some pretty good footy players that are playing on this side. So I'm very excited for this weekend. And we'll see what happens. I think I, I was pretty much a dollar one to score in my own head. I reckon I've pushed out to about dollar twenty. I reckon. So there's a bit of, bit of doubt there. It just depends on how the opposition... It turns out the opposition uh, also hadn't had a win for the season and were down three players. I'm just yeah, that's this probably up. true. <laughs> um, the opposition, Ronald McDonald House, they are a load of shit as well. So um, tune into that. Oh, the, tr- the, the, the team, not the charity. The charity is <laughs> doing great things and has been for years. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be very keen. So, um, yeah, tune into the live stream. It's a pretty good live stream link. Uh, you'll be able to see everything on the field. But if not, it's going to be a good day out Any there. Any chance of getting your mic'd up? Well... Yes, there is a chance. I just need a videographer to... Someone will do it. Yeah. There will, there's a lot of people. There's a couple of guys getting mic'd up there. So I'll... Yeah, I'll go for it. I'll, I'll see what I can do over the next couple of days. But uh, YouTube. So last week, we put the call out to hit 1,500 by the end of the week. We're on 1,433. We hit 1,552. So we, we got 119 subscribers in a week. We're aiming for 16.50 by next week, so a bit less than 119, uh, but 2K by the start of the season would be great, and we're definitely on track to get there. So head over to the Supercoach Experience on YouTube if you haven't yet. Um, Timmy, let's talk some Supercoach. We're here for the Halfback and 5.8s podcast. At the start of it, before we even did any research, we are thinking, oh, maybe it could go over two podcasts, but mm. I think there's a clear cut 
bunch of options and then the rest are kind of n- not really negotiable at this stage? Yeah, probably. Like, there's the ones that kind of stand out for me, especially for the main starting half and 5.8 in my side. Um, I'm pretty happy with my, my 5.8. Um, backup guy as well. I'm not so sure about the backup halfback. But yeah, thought is the others look like they're sort of priced at the value they're at. We can touch on a few of them. But um, I feel like one of them that we're not, you know, that we might brush over a little bit could sort of exceed expectations, but it's hard to you know, kind of pick who that is. I've, there's no re- I've looked into it and there's no one really standing out. Yeah, it's hard to pick because you, you could look deep into these guys and try and look for something, but someone always jumps out completely out of nowhere has every year like a tom did and year to start the year a couple years back or yeah um but what we'll do we'll start off with the halfbacks firstly i just want to know who your oh should i say yeah who are your halfbacks at the moment at the moment heinz and trindle but i'm not sure about trindle so oh they're 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 my pair at the moment mainly because I had Jaden Sullivan in there. I'm not super confident in putting someone like Jaden. Yeah, in halfback. Oh, Jaden Sullivan. Yep, yep, um, yep, yep. I'm not. I get him and Jaden Campbell mixed up all the time, man. Yeah, I'm pretty. Just by name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jaden Campbell. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I've got Trindle in there at the moment, but we'll definitely discuss how it goes. Uh, let's go over our top three halfback options. We'll kick it off with Nico Hines. Is he number one, the number one halfback? in your opinion, to start the season yeah, with? hands down, just based on the little, just a few little bits that I've dug up. So you, it's him and Nath that are the two best, like the, at any point in the year, I think. Um, but to start the year, I like Nico ahead of him. Average 95 last year, whereas we can get to clear, but he uh, average 89. Average for Nico last, uh, yeah, 2022, 85.8. Now, I've got his first six games... He's playing the Wars, the Dogs, the Tigers, the Raiders. There's a bye. And then the Bunnies, a little bit of a harder one. But there's four sort of decent-ish games there. The Wars, you might consider not a walk in the park. But the average against the Wars is 100, and 100 points. Mate, you've taken my stats. You said you were doing something else. Okay, if you want the, to touch the, on the, that, that's this fine. This is what I was doing. You that's can't fi- just steal my thunder. That's fine. I've, I've, I've taken notes as well, but that's fine if you want to touch on that we can leave that so my point is um so you at weren't his, lo- you weren't looking at the draw were you you're looking at something else i was looking at draw i always look at the draw for so the you're first looking at rounds. their high scores or something like that i've looked at the i've looked at the average for halfbacks and i've looked at the average and the high um their last performance against the club for five eights yeah. so i started delving a little bit further into five eight but um yeah look, the, the the main difference is Nico started with a bang last year, big, big scores compared to Nath's last year was sort of in the 60s. There was a, a couple 80s, 70s sort of scores there as well for Nath, but I just think Nico hits the ground running, easier draw, Nath's got a harder draw, so if you can only have one, Nico stands out for me. I do have, um, he has also got nine tonnes in 20 games last year yeah we we know nico's capability um i think with nico the difference between him and clear at the start of the season last year nico actually was injured for the first three weeks so he came in in round four so maybe that is skewed a bit that started the season just because teams were a bit like they'll for for their fourth week going um well, how do you, I think other his defences and stuff like that should be a little bit, and the team should be gelled a little bit more. So he's still open to can of whoop ass. So yeah, he he did that. Like defense, I think you read too much into de- it. Defence with teams should be good in round four, but more so the Sharks were better and, and the forwards were flowing a lot better for the Sharks. So he came into a team that but, was ready to go. But then you could argue that every other team that was playing in round four also had that same benefit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's no, I also agree with that. But Nico Hines just Nico Hines is so far above the rest that he comes into to two sides who are doing well. He can start good regardless. Like that's my point. So yeah, with him, he obviously averages 101 against the Warriors. He kills it against Warriors. 85 against the Bulldogs. 98 against the Tigers, and 78 against Canberra. So he averages 90.4 with his first against his four for first four opponents. So over the first four rounds. 
I wouldn't say you should expect a 90.4 average, but he averages that against them opponents, whereas mm. all these other guys are significantly lower. The only issue is he does have a buy in round five. Um, if you don't have anything else to say on... I don't think that's an issue that he has a buy in round no, five. Love it. It's not. Um, I think last year he had, when he returned in round four, he had a buy in round five. So he only got one game before he had a buy. And you got 180 yeah. in that game, so you, yeah, you wouldn't sort of go. I got a buy. I'll just wait till after the buy. Or yeah, that's like that. true. No, I, I I wouldn't advise against starting against him just because he has the buy. But the fact that he does have a buy, I think you can work out a strategy here going. So Nathan Cleary starts off at 912,000, uh, plays Melbourne, Parramatta, Broncos, and the Roosters in the first four, and then Manly. So. I'm going off his first five, whereas Nico's first five ends on a bye. Um, averages 61 against Melbourne, which is pretty low. 59 against Parramatta, 85 against the Broncos, and 79 against the Roosters. 85 against Manly, so 71 average in the first five. Uh, sorry, average's first four is 71 and 73.8 in his first five. So significantly lower than Nico's average against these guys. Mm. So personally, in my opinion... You start with Nico and potentially afterwards aim at getting Cleary in so you've got that backup half to cover. I think we're all going to want to do it pretty soon too because as soon as he gets that one big score, oh, it's going to yeah. feel like like at any ton, I feel like we're going to be like, oh, I kind of need him now. Yeah. If Nico's still banging out tons and matching it, you'll feel fine enough not having him. But for those people that are starting with both, I think – we might start to get a bit panicky with just the one of them. A lot of people are doing it too. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people are doing it too. And I, I I haven't even considered it, to be honest. Yeah, I guess you could just take – like I'm starting with two decent, pretty decent high-priced fullbacks. Mm. So you could take it from there or – Why are you not starting with Cleary? What is your reasoning? Um, just because of the last year factor too, I'm – if he starts real mad, then you know I'll probably just have to accept it and get him in the next couple of weeks. It probably can't be round two. I don't think it'd be that easy. But yeah, he's, he's what did he score like fifty three uh, last year against the Broncos to start the year. Then a forty against the Bunnies, seventy seven against the Eels. You'd be pretty much disappointed with all those scores, especially if you've got your captain on him for seventy seven or even that. You'd be like, yeah, I'll take it, but. But, yeah, for me, I'm just, like, looking at Nico's scores or, like, 185, 98. I know you can't copy and paste it, but I'm yeah. just sort of going off. You've got to go off past, past performances. So, last year, Cleary's first three games, 53, 40, he had a bye and then 77. So, it doesn't seem like – I don't know what he would have scored in that first week, first week, but it doesn't seem like – it's a real thing for him. Uh, when he came back from injury in 2022, 34, 57, but then two big tons, 151, 158. Similar to 2023 where he kicked it off with two tons straight after that. 2021, he started with 103 and 88. The difference was 2021, it was there, It was a year oh, after a, lo- a loss to Melbourne. Also, that new attacking sort oh, of style was in there as well. So you could almost add 10 points to that. Everyone's – most good attacking players' averages jumped up quite a fair bit. Yeah. You can even see that Nick um, Nathan's clear into the uh, – Nathan Cleary's average in 21 is 108 compared to the year before yeah. was 80 and the year after that was 82. That's so. true. The attacking style of footy and also what I was trying to get at is 2020 they lost the grand final so I think they were blessed with a bit of an easier draw and the fact that they're not the hunted anymore, they weren't the hunted back then, that they started with the, the Cowboys, the Bulldogs, Melbourne and the Manly and then Canberra and Broncos so that's a decent draw considering whereas... I think he's certainly capable of just coming out and going, boop, try assist, try assist oh, and he, I'll score one but... He yeah. is in the grand final game against the Broncos. I'm not going to feel like an idiot if he does because I can't In the grand final game against the Broncos... Go on talk. <laughs> he scored 141 Supercoach points and that was against second best team in the competition. So... He's got Melbourne, Parramatta, Broncos, Roosters. What would you judge that as? Easy or? It's not easy, but I think he can still score well, at least against Parramatta, Broncos and Roosters. Melbourne, I'm not so sure. They're just harder games compared to some of the opponents that he would face later on. Like, Eels can be 
pretty decent. Like they've got the the wood over Penrith, who always seem to be very competitive against us. The Broncos are going to want to turn up for that. So that's grand final rematch. The Storm. They start the year very well, well. so starting against them, it's, it's going to be fucking heaps hard to well, start for the Panthers. They haven't lost a round one game in like, what is it, 12 years or something? Yeah, so, even longer, maybe so 13 now. They'll be wanting to make sure that they keep that up. And his average against the Storm is 60 and average against Parramatta is 59 and then significantly jumps after that. But these are by far the teams that he averages the lowest against. So I think it's more than viable to start without Cleary. And yeah. I know we've said we're, we're starting with Trindle, but... It's not because we prefer Trindle over no, Cleary. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. there's there's other options we've got to look at. So yeah. if you're not going with the Nico Hines and Nathan Cleary combination, we've got to look at the next guy. And this is the guy that I can see myself potentially starting with. And he's my third option at halfback, who I think Mitchell Moses uh, a draw of the Bulldogs, Penrith, Manly, and Tigers. Pretty friendly draw. Averages 60.75 against all four teams. Now, it's funny how we say that Cleary significantly averages less against the teams he's versing in the first two rounds. Mm. And that's 60 points as it is. Like, yeah. it's crazy how I look at Mitch Moses and he averages 60 against these sides. And I'm like, okay, I'll take that. Whereas Cleary averages 60 against the first two sides. And I'm thinking, oh... It's a bit lower than what he's used to. Mm. I think it's because of the price point. So Cleary is 912000 Mitch Moses is just a tick under 700000 With that draw, with the Bulldogs, he's got the potential to go large. Penrith, Eels seem to have the knack over Penrith. Manly and Tigers defensively are, are a bit suspect sometimes. But Mitch Moses, I'm really keen to start with. I'm keen to hear your thoughts on that one. Yeah, I just don't think I could fit that in to my budget if I was going to I think I'd just try spend up like that's almost 300k more than what Trindle is and I'm sort of looking at that sort of 400k price range if I was to entertain the idea of bringing someone like Mitchell Moses as my second guy to Nico to start the year I'd have to re-completely change the figuration of the balance on my side and that's not where I'm at at the moment so yeah I, I've I don't know for me like he is basically 700 his average over the last few years, like 68, 70, 58, 54. He's good in, in games. Like, you've got to pick him up for those games when he is good, though. And other times they can be really nasty scores. So um, he's only got four tonnes last season in 19 games. Like, compare that to, like, a Nico or... Because uh, he's sort of edging on that price uh, up to that way. Um, and nine games under 60 in 19 games so just a bit much for me 700 to be copping some of those nine of 19 scores under 60 to start at 700k i like the dogs match up to start off but and he might have a big game there and could look like a oh i might get in but then it's gonna be penrith next week so i don't i don't like him to start the thing i've always had an issue with moses uh is his floor his floor has always been quite suspect, but last year in 80-minute games, he had an injured game where he scored 11, but he scored a 17-1 game, which was pretty crap. A 34, oh, he scored a 16 in round one last year. But apart from that, um, his lowest score is 41, which, oh, sorry, 39. It's still pretty low, but the fact that the floor for him isn't quite an issue for him. Like he's scoring more often than not, he's scoring bigger scores. And I like that from Mitch Moses, the goal kicking. Um, but can you do it if you're starting with Dylan Brown? Like yeah, Especially I... if the Eels don't start any well. I'm very keen on Mitch Moses, but there are a lot of red flags. Yeah. Um, next person, who do you think is the next option? Like, do you think they're the top three? Um, well, I mean, you you could. I don't think you can completely disregard SJ. I mean, he's not he's not for me. I like the fact that he has goal kicking. Um, I know Aunt, Aunt Moses does too. He's a, he's a bit more, but I just felt like he's. So I'd kind of put him on par. I guess Jay, I'd kind of put them on par actually. So yeah, probably not for me at that price. It's nearly eight hundred k. 
Um, DCE is quite expensive as well. Not for me, kind of. Jerome Hughes, I don't mind. Just before you move on, I do want to touch on SJ because I completely wrote him off. But then I looked into the numbers and I'm like, I think you've got to look a bit deeper into him. So he is 793000 I think the fact that he is that much... You almost you, just pay you, an extra K for clear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 100K, but yeah. with his draw of the Sharks, Melbourne, Canberra, and Newcastle in the first four, here he scores last year versus these teams against the Sharks, 117 and 135. Against Melbourne, he scored 42. Canberra, 119 and 74. Newcastle, 74 and 85. So against them four teams, he played nine matches. He averaged near 100. Yeah, I think you just got to ask you, like, if you're getting him in your side because of points or for cash generation, if you're getting him, you're probably getting him more for points. I, I just think you, I just couldn't go with that balance. It just, it's so, like, why not have just Nico? I know he's gotten getting good scores. But how much can a year change? Like, if he's averaging that well against these teams, I know oh, it's probably still do it. But then I'd pay up for I'd just pay up for Cleary, knowing that he I, could do it easier. I agree, but we all understand how much 120k is useful for your side. I, I I agree that I think you just bite the bullet and get Cleary. But there is a world where Sean Johnson holds his price and Cleary drops in price, and by the time Sean Johnson has a bit of a tougher run. You just swap the two. Yeah, so I don't know. Like People could be looking at those sort of more expensive guys to partner either Nico or Cleary, or they could be starting with one of these guys as their best halfback potentially with other balances going on. I don't know. Just for my breakup, I just can't. I think you start with one, the best two, or you start with one of them and a midi Someone or who has value. Guy. Yeah, that's, where, yep. that's just where I'm at. So look, looking at these guys, I just can't fit him into a starting side. A lot of these guys, I think we will be talking about at some point in the season. 100%. We'll be talking about um, all of them. Like Sam Walker has a draw of Broncos, Manly, Souths, Penrith. For someone who relies on attacking stats, that draw is awful. Um, 50, 59, 47, 48, he averages against all them sides. So uh, I don't think you could go near Sam Walker to start the season. Although I am very keen on Sam Walker this year. I think mm. he's going to have a nice year. Uh, Jerome Hughes is actually pretty interesting. So plays Penrith, Warriors, Newcastle, and Broncos. Uh, he averages 43 against Penrith, but then he averages 69 versus the Warriors, 87 against Newcastle, and 58 against Broncos. Oh, no, I got that mixed up. Sorry. Averages 60. Uh, sorry. I fucked that up so bad. Averages 43 against Penrith, and his high score is 69. So I think for that round one matchup, you will not be targeting him. Warriors, he averages 87. Newcastle, he averages 58. And Broncos, 74. So against the first four sides, Jerome Hughes actually averages very well. And putting him next to Moses is a very similar price. Based on that, Jerome Hughes is a better option. And you, you kind of get that breakup of not having... Another Parramatta half? Yeah. Doesn't – I've got a good feeling. Like, I think Melbourne are always good starters. And I I like Hughes. I know he doesn't have the kicking, which takes away from him, but I think he lifts that in – he has got base. He takes more sort of runs, I think, where he actually does take the ball and doesn't let go of the ball as much. Um, He's got – last year, he's got eight games under 60 – and nine games over 75. That's like over a full year. That's pretty solid. And only eight of them are under 60, three tons. I, th- I think he's decent enough, but I, I still think he's in that price point where couldn't couldn't whack him in. Yeah, I, I agree. I think all these guys except like... Pretty priced at where they're... Yeah, even though Mitch uh, Moses is... There's a lot of red flags. It, it's just a gut feel thing that he's the guy I'm probably most comfortable starting with in that price bracket. But I agree, you can't probably touch near them. Matt Burton, uh, I think with all the Bulldogs recruits, he could be an interesting one. I think he probably loses the goal kicking to Crichton though. So mm. I think that's a bit of a watch there, yeah, especially in the... Bit tr- of a- in the trials, so he's probably based a bit. He's probably priced a bit higher than what he mm. produced last year, but he's also got 
more of a ceiling than what he produced last year. So that's a big watch. Luke Brooks at 560. Uh, I don't see him averaging much more than 55. So I don't think there's value there. But if you do want someone around that price that can hold their value, I don't mind it. Yeah. He's got the dual halfback 5'8", which is handy. You could, you know, if one's not working out, and you could do, move him up to the other um, if you do want to keep him or whatever. Yeah, I don't hate it. I think that's getting more closer to a price where you could feel more okay about yeah. having as your second guy. The new club is an exciting factor, new role, like a fresh, like... It just feels Brooks. like I, I can just picture it here where the DCE gets the ball after getting it from Jake and then DCE throws it out the back and Luke Brooks has two options or three options to run to go short to his back row or at the back to Tommy. And I just see him benefiting so much from being in that position Mm. nine times out of ten and getting an attacking stat from it. So what I like about Brooks is I think there are a lot of attacking stats on offer this year for him. But, yeah, I I think it's not my tactic early on to just hold value till I go to Cleary. I think I want a bit of value in that I noticed the back end of last year that his running game like he really increased the amount of runs he was taking. And I reckon you'll have that sort of role over here, especially with, like, Cherry being a mm. like, dominant halfback. For sure. Um, so, yeah, it could be a thing I want to look a bit closer at because I still am not comfortable with Trindle, but I don't I don't hate it. But it's just his average 55 last year, 52 the year before. Every other year he's played has been between 42 and 56 averages. So there's been no great, you know... Uh, reason to really think he can do a great deal more. Only I think that the new club and good attacking players around him like could help, could benefit. So, yeah, I don't mind that one. Let's talk about Braden Trindle, why we do have him in, in our sides. I think he was there because the price and I know what he can perform. Mm-hmm. But with Braden Trindle, 439,000, he's based on a 43 average. In the first three rounds, he averaged 62, and that was with goal kicking without Nico. So I'm scrapping that completely. He averaged 45.57 with Nico. So that's 2.57 points value, which I know on face value is not a great amount of value, but take away the first two games. So he was pretty much chucked in there because Moylan was sacked because of his defense. He was chucked in there. The first two weeks, he got 20 and 16. They're absolute terrible scores. In 80-minute games after that, he averaged 57 with Nico in the side. And them first two games where he averaged, where he got 20 and 16, by the way, was Penrith, that game where Penrith just dominated that first half and McInnes made 97 tackles. And the other game was Manly where Manly came back and won. So a 57 average at the back end of the season for Braden Trindle Full preseason at five eight. Last preseason, Matt Moylan was training at five eight. So we know what Braden Trindle's role is a lot more now. With that good draw, Nico, uh, we think Nico has the good draw. Warriors, Bulldogs, Tigers, Canberra. I think Braden Trindle could benefit just as much from that draw than Nico can. Yeah, maybe not tons, but at his price point, still getting some juicy scores. I can see some sixties and maybe the odd seventy there. Probably the a forty fifty to start the season, maybe a thirty. But yeah, I like the idea of him. Eh? Um, twenty eight games at halfback for an average of fifty four. He has a big ceiling at halfback as well. Um, he's not playing halfback; he's playing five well, in the halves. So I've got yeah. in the halves. Sorry, yeah. not just at halfback, but yeah. But I remember having him one year, and I had one trade left, and Nathan Cleary did. The good old thing, getting injured at the end of the year, or, or was, it might have been the year God sent. No, it yeah, I remember. Been the year I don't remember when it was, but I remember you get or looking um, into him, but you didn't get him right. No, I got Trindle, um, and Sean Johnson was out of the side, and Trindle went massive. He got like 130 one week, yeah, and it just it just saved all my head to heads that week. He's a real handy little footy player. He's got that little run sort of. Um, in his game as well, I, I really think he's got good attack in him. So I think he's a super coach friendly guy. Nico's probably going to really sort of be very dominant in the side. He does because of him floating as well. It's not like it's just exclusive when the ball goes to the left, it trindles. But 
at the price. I don't think he's going to lose money. I think it could be a good thing. I, I'm, I don't hate it. I just sort of kind of feel like I want to maybe see if I can find something better. It doesn't feel like a slam dunk. I I know that, but looking into the stats, fifty-seven average at the end of the year last year, playing five-eight, like mm. only a preseason, running in that system, running the same shapes. It's only going to help him. And I think I've I was looking at the stats this morning, and it didn't really click to me. But reading it out loud. I think at that price, I like him a lot more than these other guys. So Jaden Sullivan's the next guy. The Tigers do have. Just buying. before we press on, if you can, just with um, with the with Nick uh, this Nico and Trindle sort of balance, I sort of try to reach out to Aman. So you've pulled up some stats. I don't know where you got them from. I couldn't work it out without having to go through every game. Um, but he pulled up. He's got just last year forty-seven average which was close to, I think, what you said overall in general for his whole career with Nico. Yeah. And then it was um, 54 without. So that's probably kicking, taking over that extra little amount there, which I think is eight, nine points. Amans would have been without. Oh, he hasn't included, uh, he, ha- he hasn't gone through the year prior. He's only went through 2023. Okay, so what he's done, he's included the first three games. That was without Nico. Yeah. And... Um, He's also included for the stats with Nico, them first two games. So what, what did I say? He's oh, they were very similar stats. I yeah, 45.57, just not far off. So I don't know where he's getting another few points from. But 57, take away that first three games, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy to peg him a You can take even 47, hey? Like, I'd, you, you're still probably going to make it not much. No, but <laughs> a little bit of value, but... You I, can be patient. It's a slow, it can be a slow burn. He might get some other games where, you know, Nico couldn't get an injury and then he's a main playmaker and you got him and everyone else would yeah. want to trade him in, stuff I like that. I could expect him at a 55 average with the exception of playing some weaker matchups and getting some higher scores, which will mean you'll cash him out at a higher price than what his overall season average will be because you'll get that rolling average in. But I Ooh, like Another thing I want to bring up, the, the duel. So if we weren't going to have Cam- – I've, I've got – get on to Campbell, uh, Jaden Campbell late. I've got him at 5'8". But imagine if you could afford to have Braden Trindle and Luke Brooks as your backup guys and you could flick both of them around – if need be. I th- no, I think it's too, one or the other much, with yeah. them, yeah. And also, um, yeah, I don't know what I was going to say other than that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, I like him a lot more than these other guys. So, Jaden Sullivan uh, coming in at 391000 for the Tigers. Has a buy round one, so that's the number one red flag. We don't know where he's going to land, if he's going to land that starting spot. So, if you start with him, it's a – absolute risk like Latu Fainu could get the position and you could be stuck needing to make a trade mm. the next week because they do have the buy you don't get unlimited trades and he's like got big raps on him very exciting sort of player from but, what I hear and didn't like Jaden Sullivan's very early into his career as well like, he is he, he's had um, 15 games in the halves for an average of 40 he goes up he jumps up when he plays in the at hooker He's only had four games of hooker, but it's like nearly 60 average. Yeah. So it's nearly 20 points more. But, yeah, like they could easily sub that out. But I, I I don't hate why people are going with him. I just I, – I get it. I get it. But he last year, uh, he, the games he played 80 minutes at half, 38.3 average. No, sorry. He's based at a 38.3 average, and the games he played 80 minutes at half, 43.9. So there's only five points value there. Yeah. So I, Whereas Trindle, there's a reason why he's priced at where he is, and there's a lot more value there. There's like 14 points value there, whereas someone like Jaden Sullivan, there's – yeah, I mean, he's fifty I mean, k more, but he's got a lot more experience. It's his role. The great thing about Trindle too is, like, compared to previous years, he was a fill-in guy. Now it's his role. I just think there's a bit of comfortable. Like, I think not like that we get comfortable, but I think it's your role. You can feel confident that you're not treading on other people's shoes. So that's true. Yeah, but that could also be a negative because with Trindle, like, he's the kind of guy who will throw the cutout ball to try and get the try assist. Maybe. He just buys into the system, throws the ball out the back to Will Kennedy so Will Kennedy can 
do the cutout ball, and he doesn't get that attacking. I don't stat. think he'll play two out of his skin. He's got like he's got great footy in, but I think he'll pick his moments. I don't think he's going to be too much of a ball hog and be like a crazy footy player that's like doing, you know, balls yeah. to the t- into the sideline or whatever. So Jaden Sullivan. Um, the thing with Jaden Sullivan is he's only played a handful of games at halfback and, and five eight. So there there is potential to be had there. We can't just go off base uh, off stats in the past. There is potential there, and like Trindle, the fact that he's got the position locked down. If it's the same as Sullivan, maybe he goes to another level as well. So yeah, a- he, he had a mad game at hooker. Um, at, I think it was magic round. He, he was scoring. He, he scored a try. He was just looking really like confident. I thought he was going to really progress from there so maybe yeah this could be the year for him but if yeah for me he's at a price where if my guy doesn't work out and he's killing it i can just go down to him so no stress last halfback i've got here is aiden caesar at three hundred forty-five thousand. if he does partner Jaden sullivan in the halves it's an interesting watch uh one of these will goal kick so it's a big watch in the trials but from 2016 aiden caesar has only averaged 35 42 35 and 48 yeah and but that is with no goal kicking because he played with uh, Jared Kroger, who was pretty good goal kicker. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I looked at those average. I never remembered him being a super coach option. Um, and yeah, like the thirty fives and stuff. The price is nice. Like it's a nice price where not much you, you can go too wrong. But yeah, I don't have a lot of confidence in it. And I've just similar to a lot like those other cheapies that are around three hundred, like like a um, Chanel Harris Devita, those sorts of guys. Like if they get a role and it works out, just go to them after once their BEs, you know, like a minus fifty or whatever, and you the price is about to jump. I'll tell you what my issue with him is. Usually, when these players have a bit of time out of the game, they're discounted on what their average is. Based on the averages that are here, he's pretty much priced at if he played in the NRL last season. Mm. That's my issue. I think the only plus side is maybe he has changed his game. Maybe he is like, maybe he's going to be more of a dominant half. There was Jack Whiten in 2019 when he played last and averaged 48, where, yeah, maybe Jack Whiten is, was the dominant half, whereas this side, he will be the dominant mm. half. Um, and he wasn't goal kicking, so there's also that added aspect as well. Uh, there's not much else a halfback though, is there? Like, yeah, only like if um, Luke Metcalf like doesn't start for the Warriors, then Chanel Harris Devito's like at a super cheap price, two hundred and something k. Um, he is too. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so that could be super nice. Um, and he averages forty four in the halves. Uh, for, no, he's got 44 games and averages 40 when playing in the halves. Yep. So uh, if he gets a go, then there's definitely value there. You know what I mean? You could make it probably a hundred at least 100K, a little bit more potentially. But, yeah, I think Metcalf played really well last year, the back yeah. end of the year. I think it's his spot. Yeah. Um, moving on to the 5'8s, and there is one standout option who is – I thought was a clear standout option, but he's only 22% owned. We have had the app open for a week and a bit now, so this data should be quite accurate compared to the trends. But 22%, Dylan Brown at 780,000. What are your thoughts on him? Are you starting with him? Yeah, definitely. He's the one guy I'm – I was like hands down, like 100% keen on it. And I looked at Manchester and I thought Munster could probably match him too, but Dylan Brown's a guy I like. Pretty much just because of the redemption year, making it up to his teammates and to the club for last year. They should have probably went into the finals if it wasn't for the time he missed, I'd say, um, due to his indiscretions. Um, just consistent averages over the last two years. He's really been a really super coach guy over the last two years. 76.5 average last year. 2022, 74.2 average. The years prior, they were quite a fair bit down, like 53 and 60. But he was a younger Kid, he's sort of really coming into his own now. I think we're yet to see the best of him. I think he's one of those guys that'll have a massive year potentially this year. And if not, he's still got a lot more to show in coming years. Um, He's got four tons in 17 games, nine scores over 80 in 17 games. That's all pretty big. Only five scores under 60, which is in 17 games. 
he's got really good base. So forty, what have we got? Base thirty nine last year and thirty seven in two thousand twenty two. Look, the thing against the teams that he's playing, he's coming up against. He averages fifty three against the Dogs, sixty against Penrith. Uh, 74 against Manly, who he plays in round three, 55 against the Tigers, 56 against the Raiders. And even um, when you go and look at some of his like last games against them, not like no tons there in his first uh, against any of these clubs. So he had 60 against the Dogs in his last game last year against them, 81 against the last time he played Penrith, 88 against the last time they played Manly. So, look, I don't know that it's going to be a massive, massive, like, slam dunk, like, how we feel as good as Nico scoring those putting out tons. But I just think he's good for at least 60. I don't see him dropping much cash. If you hold on to him and be patient with him, you'll get the big ones. You'll end up getting that 75 average. Potentially just hold on to him all the way till the buys. As well, I think that's fine. Uh, looking at the five eight position, I don't think any five eight on this list is captain worthy. Like in my opinion, five eight is not a position where I think you want to spend a lot of trades this year. Mm. Uh, I think it's always good early on in the season to lock in your spine members, like two two gun halfbacks, two gun five eights, two gun fullbacks. I remember the year you won. I was doing quite well at the start of the season as well, and I remember just locking in them positions early was key that year. That was mm. 2021, though. So maybe the 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 trend has bucked a little and not needing to stack up these positions because it's not as mm. high ceiling. Dylan, Dylan Brown is someone who doesn't really get many tons, but we can get that 80 average from him. Cam, Cameron Munster, he's exactly the same player. Uh, he's got a ton in him, but does he have many tons in him? Yeah, Not true, really. True. Not really. So um, the first thing you s- I thought when you said that is, like, maybe you don't need to – like, I'm still very keen on starting with Dylan Brown, but maybe you could just start with two sort of 500K guys, like the Luke Brooksy sort of guys at 5'8", as your and, main guy. And, and start with Cleary instead. So swap Dylan Brown for Cleary. Ooh. Ooh, I wonder how that balance goes. I might just have a play around with it. It actually, it, I feel like a lot of people have invested a lot in Dylan Brown, and I see exactly why. Like I'm on the same page. Redemption year. We're going off past seasons, though, Tim. Mm. When this, you call me this, Tim, then it felt very yeah. serious. I feel like I have to go to my room or something. Or... No, no, but the, we're basing this on past seasons. Like his ceiling hasn't been there. With the redemption year, we're not relying on last seasons. We're relying on what's to come. Yeah, and I think a lot of time with Supercoach too, you've got to back that sort of uh, – the guys are like Munster, he's off the beers or whatever. Or That year, I was so – like I was locked in starting with the yeah. – nothing was changing my mind. I've been the same up until right now with Dylan yeah, Brown. Yeah, same. I haven't even yeah. – the only thing you changed my mind is just when we looked at those averages too and saw around 60s, 80s, and then the fact that he's priced at uh, basically a 70 – Point seventy eight average kind of thing, I guess. Quite pretty close to that. He's going to need to sort of be doing his best at those eighties, or not his best, but having mad games still. Yeah. Because I mean, he doesn't even when he does go big, that he's still like like when he's tons, they're not massive tons from memory. But just think about it. Like, I'm looking at his last few scores against his first three opponents. Sixty. 60 against the Bulldogs, 134 against the Bulldogs, 44, 81 against Panthers, 47 against Panthers, 71 against Panthers, Manly, 88, 98, 58. I mean, there's probably one, two, there's three, maybe four scores out of nine scores there. Do you really want? That you want. Like an 88's nice. Yeah. But when someone gets an 88, are you like, oh, I just want that? Like, go yeah. on with it. Especially when you've paid that much for it. It's kind of like, yeah, it's good. If someone else has gone an alternative, like I say, for Cody to start the year and Cody got a 40 and you've got a uh, 80 or something from your guy, yeah. it feels like a massive win oh, getting for that sure. 40 difference. And but if if we're going with like a, uh, Dylan Brown, he gets 80. Um, Cody gets, say, 65. And then some of the other options like uh, – Luke Brooks gets 60, you're kind of like, oh, I just would have just taken the 60 and sort of 
shifted the balance maybe a bit elsewhere. Or, I don't know. Like, Jaden Campbell's my backup 5'8 at the moment. Yeah, same, same. Do you start him at 5'8? Put KO Weeks on your bench. You've got another che- – yeah, it's I yuck. I'd, I'd want to go, go Camb- um, Campbell – Campbell, and, Trindle. And say like a Trindle. Trindle or like a Luke Brooks. I like Trindle. But then I've got Trindle at half, but then you're saying no, we'd but go you've to got Cleary. Cleary. Yeah. yeah. The thing yes. is the thing is with Dylan Brown, he's seven hundred and eighty thousand, so you are jumping up hundred and thirty thousand. But how uh, much more confident are you that I know we've said that Nath can start slow and has those sixties, maybe seventies, few fifty, do not yesing about yeah, the but start Yeah, That's only what? But 20 points off Dylan Brown for the first two weeks, and then he'll overtake that the next three oh, or yeah, four weeks. Oh, yeah, but I'm saying that I'm more confident that actually Cleary will obviously start. I reckon he'll get more points than Dylan Brown to start the first four weeks. You, you reckon? Know, oh, fucking oof. Yeah. He's kicking goals as well. It's going to be a lot easier for him to set up tries. It's not like he just walks out there with, like, a fucking virtual reality set and he's just playing a different game while everyone <laughs> else is playing footy, you know what I mean, for the first four rounds. So... For him to set up tries, it's going to be easier than it is for Dylan Brown. He's got his hands on it a lot more, especially in the good ball zone and stuff like that. He's, he's kicking goals. like it's. He's obviously more and he's a better player, so it's not like I'm making some sort of fucking world um, revelation sort of news here. But, yeah, I just think that I've got more confidence that Cleary would start better than Dylan Brown on average. I know you've got to pay up for it, but... Yeah. But maybe there is that – you shift that balance. That's saying, well, like maybe you don't have to chew, chew through too long now, but go back to the drawing book, have a look at, see how things balance out. I'll tell you what that also covers as well. If you start with Hines and Trindle, they've got to buy in round five. You've got to sort that out by round five. Yeah, true. That's awkward. That is awkward. So, but you probably would. I reckon you probably want to go to like – you'd naturally maybe want to go to Cleary, Cleary by then. early enough. Yeah. So not too much stress. See, the thing is, if Brown averages 80 in the first five weeks and Cleary averages 80 in the first three weeks. Okay, no, say they both average 80 in the first three weeks. Who are you more excited to get? Like, who are you more rushing in to get after round three? It's Nathan Cleary because you know that big hundred's One's coming. coming yeah. Whereas Dylan Brown... Could go for a 60 next still. Yeah. So could Cleary on a, any given day too. To yeah, be but fair, with, but with Cleary, yeah, like he, he sort he, of bruised and then it goes yeah, bang. He yeah. doesn't go. He doesn't take long to do them massive, massive ones. Although last year, I mean, he's nine hundred twelve thousand, but I still think he quite didn't hit his. There's still the factor that he's like you know four grand finals in a row. The fact that he's won three of them in a row, he still doesn't have that daily M. And he's like, I'm just gonna fuck have to hit the fucking ground running, get some boards on the. You know, get my chalk them up, have some blinders to start the year because I know I'm going to be missing for a bit due to origin, and I'm probably going to do my four to five week hammy or, or not, yeah, not hammy yeah, or whatever yeah. my injury is for that so year. So I need to bank the points now. Yeah, I need. Oh, and yeah, so he's got to really yeah, go hard. So, so he needs that daily M, bro. So oh, he'll get it. He'll maybe get it that's one a day. factor, that, and on his mind too. Uh, it's funny with Dylan Brown how we're talking about bounce back year when we talk about fullbacks. My fullbacks are full of bounce backs. I've got one that's bouncy. Who? Pappy. You got Pappy? Yeah. Wow. At this point. But, you know, I'm doing my homework as I go down. I've got these other players like in centre and fullback penciled in, but I haven't done my homework like I have on the other positions. So that may change by the time I get to the fullback podcast. But at this point, it was just I saw a, a picture of him on Twitter of himself that he posted just doing a still of a run, which looked athletic. And I was like, fuck that, man. I don't want Pappy in my side. Yeah, well, um, oh, I've got Latrell. He's pretty cheap. I've, like I've he's got, sub I've, 700. I've got Latrell. Yeah, that's nice. 780. Um, but the other one, Teddy. Yeah, that's also nice too. But I'm going, I'm going, I'm going Ponga Pappy yeah, at this point. Yeah. I, I, I do like that as well. But let's move on. Uh, Cody Walker at seven hundred five thousand. Honestly, I, I've got Latrell already, and I've already weathered. Uh, I've already got Latrell in, knowing he's got a pretty tough draw of Manly Broncos, Roosters, and then. Oh, sorry. Sh- what? What the fuck? 20, that's 2023. Sorry. My bad. I was looking at the wrong year. So he's got Manly Broncos, Sharks, and then he's got Bulldogs, Warriors, Sharks. Sorry, Manly Broncos, Roosters, and then Bulldogs, Warriors, Sharks. So with someone like 
Cody Walker, I think I can't start with him because of them first three weeks, whereas someone like Latrell, I can overcome that. Mm. And it's nice to have Latrell leading into that round four onwards. But with Cody, I think especially just talking about how lower ceiling the position is, he he's someone who really does – he has a high ceiling, but he really does rely on – Putting AJ over for a few tries. Oh, and also that soft draw. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, and like when he it is a soft draw, that's usually when he smashes up and goes hard. Yeah. And, and he tends to start the season quite quite slow as well. Uh, 30, 44, 42 in the first three last year. Mm, that's yeah. That's he average he averaged forty nine in the first four weeks. 38 in the first three. So I think it's a very similar situation this year where. I think you just hold off Cody until he drops. In last year's case, he dropped sixty k before he went up again. So yeah, I remember last year I wasn't on him when he first started killing it. He was, I think, a lot. We were on Dylan Brown, and we're missing out on a fair few of his scores where he was beating Dylan Brown week after week. But that wasn't in the first very start of the year. That was sort of like maybe like week five to six. Maybe on to twin door eleven or something. Yeah, like yeah. yeah I, he's not someone I've ever really considered just because I thought that if I was going to start with anyone other than um, Dylan Brown, it would have been Munster. Yeah, and yeah, I just yeah. he's not for me. He's always closer to the Origin period. Yep, for sure. Yeah, um, Cody Nikarim is in at five ninety two. I think he's probably going to start on the bench, so we don't need to really touch on him. But Tom Dearden five ninety two. I think if you're buying into the Cowboys stocks, uh, they've got a pretty good draw, draw to start the year. They start with Canberra, Broncos, New Zealand, Gold Coast, Bulldogs, Dolphins, New Zealand, Newcastle, Sharks, Roosters, St. George, Tigers, Parramatta. Like that's a nice draw. They mm. don't play a top they play a top four side once mm. in that whole time. Yeah. And and last year, this similar time, we were banging on about their draw. Yeah. And, Didn't help them though. And look at their home games. One, two. Oh, am I looking at? I'm looking at the wrong year. Fuck. You're looking at last year's one. I'm looking at last year. Jesus Christ, I've done. So Dolphins, Newcastle, St George, Broncos, Gold Coast, Parramatta Sharks, Penrith, Dolphins, Gold Coast, Souths. It's a long run. Of, it's it's yeah. a pretty good run, regardless. It's not as good as last year's, but. Yeah, nonetheless, I, I, I considered him in my mind before digging into it, but I just when I looked over his scores, there's just when you just scan your eyes and there's way too many thirties, forties, and fifties, and I don't want to be taking those. I feel like if I had him on my side, I'd be probably playing him. Well, I would be at that price, you know what I mean? So yeah, I, the thirties, forties, and fifties for me, not good. I don't know whether that was mainly as a result of the the team not doing well last year. Uh, for a large period at the start of the year. If they have a good year this year and start off well, maybe those 30s, 40s, 50s turn into 50s, 60s, 70s instead of 30s, 40s, 50s. But, yeah, I'll, not for me to start unless I see him killing it. I think he's definitely a mid-season pickup where he's got – when he has a nice run of games because he's that type of guy who his average is the way it is because of them bigger games. And the fact that he does have that ceiling, I think that's why – he is. Well, he had that one big game of 179 against the Tigers last year. He also scored 118 against the Panthers, I think, which was in round 16. So it's a bit after Origin. Yeah, it was, after Origin. Origin. It was yeah. after Origin, yeah. No, it's kind of in the period. Oh, yeah, but anyway. No, yeah. yeah, it was after. It was like when they – so pretty much after Cleary injured himself in round 14, yeah. Panthers didn't back up any of their Origin stars after that. Which I think was yeah. a smart idea because they obviously won the comp. Yeah, so I think he's more of a mid-season pickup. But talking about redemption years, Jerome Luai. Mm. Personally, with the um, the fact that he's coming back from shoulder surgery, like he's only going to be just good for the World Club Challenge, I probably can't go near it. But I no, don't know. Like there, there's something screams like, at some point of the year, he's potentially going to be an option. He just kind of turns it on sporadically and has like a mad game where he sort of sets a couple up, maybe scores one himself. I don't feel like there's enough consistency. 
Yeah, I just thought the draw was a bit tough to start to justify it. I thought his price kind of where he's at. He's sort of the high 50 average, you know. He sort of every year sort of gets about 58, 57, 59. So for 600K, yeah, not for me. But he he can be exciting. I I remember Desi Creek was going to pick him up near the the, uh, buy period last year. Well, yeah, Ryan Selvage did. Of Supercoach 365 um, Condolences to them lads They've actually hung up the boots For their podcast So actually So of Supercoach 360 Oh okay So Bergs and Juzzy that They started the podcast the, the video side of things for us So shout out to them And also I was going to say The Whisperer retired But he kind of came back but, yeah, a lot of podcasts are phasing out, but there's a lot coming in, isn't there? Yeah, it's just like uh, it's a circle of life, you know? That's it. So no Jerome Luai? Nah. All right. There is one I want to talk about who a lot of people are kind of chatting about. I think 60 minutes through the grand final last year, you would have – I, th- I think – I remember you saying the week after we've really got to consider this guy mm. for NRL Supercoach. Well, he Ezra, was Ezra. in my side up until just kind of recently. Before I sort of started doing my study on the halves, I just had him there because I was like, oh, I'm just going to pe- leave him there and pencil him there because I was so impressed by that grand final performance that if he can replicate some of that in general competition, just sort of regular um, season game footy, like which seems reasonable... <laughs> Oh, fuck, man. He looks like a good thing. But, yeah, the draw put me off, I think. Um, I think there is definitely some value there. I think, um, yeah, I've just, yeah, the averages just kind of. He played 80 thing. minutes every single game and only averaged 52. And he scored like 14 tries or something ridiculous. Mm. Um he looks like a super coach player to me, he but does, it doesn't. Yeah. The scores don't like like. I would think by watching that guy, he would be a guy that would be really handy. But yeah, just a lot of his averages, like against some of the clubs, he's. I know he's probably a small sample size there, one or two, three games, but decent against the Roosters, seventy eight point sixty eight point five. But Bunnies twenty nine, forty three against the Panthers, twenty four against the Storm. 59 against the cows, like, they're okay, but I was hoping for a few more maybe spiked 60s or something like that. And when I just looked over his year, wasn't that fantastic, so... Well, let's have a look. He scored two doubles for 82 and 76. Yes, yeah, so that's annoying. You get those two and you really want to sort of be like, bang, I got this from man. I'm pretty know? sure in the grand final, his supercoach score only added up to 108 or something like that. Wow. Like, I, I wanted to find what that was, but I couldn't be bothered doing it. <laughs> there was too much bloody side things going off. I had too many places I was trying to find different stuff. But, yeah, okay. Um, we do have to wrap it up quite quickly, but yep. we'll go through Jaden Campbell. Yeah. So gets a fullback position, does have a buy in round two, which is a bit tricky, but I think the fact that 450K, he averaged close to the 60 at fullback when he did play at fullback 80 minutes, there's value there for me. Yeah, I've just got that he, in over his career, he's got 29 games that he started at fullback for a 59-point average. Yep. He's priced well above his... Yep. Uh, yeah, so there's value there for sure, and I just think he goes to another level. Yeah, exactly. He's that point of his yeah. career. I think that, and the, the fact that they have, as we discussed on, I think other one of the other pods, maybe that um, just shift and brims into the centres has really given him that confidence to, or, or putting the trust in him that they believe in him. So, yeah, I like that. I think there'll be some decent big ones where we're like, oh, mad a ninety. Yeah, you know what I mean. There'll yeah. be the odd, you know. 40, maybe a 38, but you just got to stay the course with him and well, his base let was him actually, make his money, I his reckon. His base was actually quite good last year. Like, I think his lowest score was 38 when he played fullback. So. Well, I've got over the 29 games, he's got a 28 base. Um, 28 base. Yeah. But is that just base, like run? Just in like, base, yeah. yeah. That's that's pretty good considering his size. Yeah. Like, you expect nearly single to – Tens, yeah, like, yeah, with, and he was taking more size. runs as well towards that back. And end he's got the tackle bus ability as well. So, um, we've gone over the cheapies who were at halfback, but there is a couple of cheapies here. Kyle Flanagan, three hundred ten thousand. Uh, I mean, 
he he came off the bench quite a bit last year, so I think that's brought his price quite down significantly. So yeah, he came off the bench a lot in the last yeah. uh, throughout the season. So eighty minute games, sixty forty twenty four. 32, 27, 47, 55. Um, and then he came back later in the year for a 66 and a 50. So so I've got he's got in the halves 77 games over his career, which surprised me. I didn't think it was that many. But he averaged he averages 44 when starting in the halves. Doesn't So there's value there too at 310K. Um, you probably wouldn't want to play him. I, I just see him sort of steering the – team around a bit to let um you know ben hunt yeah but the thing is they don't have a lot there so i think he will pick up attacking stats here and there like he won't be an isaiah katara of last year where he only picked up a couple of attacking stats yeah. like i think he'll pick them up quite regularly I, I, I don't hate it hey like if you want to just have that as your way to sort of fit some other things in having two gun fullbacks two gun halves whatever it may be if you had him at five, is he's only at half? Is he in half back only, or is he five eight dual? He's dual. He's just five eight. He's just five eight. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah. Well, he was going to pick up a dual eventually, won't he? You'd say. Probably, yeah, probably not. It? Probably not, because he would be named at five eight. So. Oh yeah, so I'm still getting. I'm picturing him with the fucking dogs from the next yeah, bird no, for no, some reason. Yeah, yep, George. Yep. Excuse me. Um, we've got Ko Weeks at two hundred seventy three thousand. Ethan Strange. <coughs> <coughs> at 238. I mean, Ethan Strange, if he's named, I Put think he, the he's a centre. Yep. Yep. We can agree with that. We don't have to touch on that. But KO Weeks, in crucial position, I think I like Flanagan more than Weeks, but he still does have potential. Cause well, there's a, the thing is, the verse them, I mean, we've seen a pretty big sample size of Flanagan, I don't think we're going to be too shocked that he goes too much above where he's at um, in the past. Well, the thing is with Flanagan, he played half of the season off the bench, so there's definitely value there. Yeah, of course, but I'm just still saying that like he's over his career when starting, he's still only averaging 44, so I don't think Mm. we're going to be too shocked. Yeah, but that's still still 14 more than what he's priced at. Yeah, I'm saying there's value there. Yeah, definitely. But I'm just saying we're not going to be overly surprised We've seen enough of a sample size of him there, but with Ko Weeks, there's not he hasn't played a great deal amount of games. I don't think he didn't really pass eye test for me as a super coach guy. Um, so he's playing in the halves. He, didn't, he only ever played fullback, didn't he? When he was playing, yeah, last year, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. If that's it's it's obviously a little bit of a different role. Probably gets a to f- bit fullback. more in tackles. Yeah, it's just another one for me. If he, he does really well, I'll just go down to him if it looks like he's going to make enough money to justify it. But I don't think he's the guy I want to start with. He could be just a little bit annoying to get rid of if he just like, averages around that sort of 35, which I've kind of get the feeling he will. Yeah. So thoughts, Campbell and Flanagan or Weeks to partner Cleary and Hines in your halves. So instead of having Dylan Brown there, have Campbell as your starter. Nah. Flanagan all weeks as you back up. Nah. Oh, but then you got clearing. Then you got clearing, and you got a bit of extra cash to deal with. We're talking about center wings next week. A lot of people are going without a premium. And yeah, I am. I'm, I'm struggling. I'm kind of for yeah, doing oh, same. But I think you could use that extra cash to go to a Valentine Holmes. Yeah, because I mean he was going all right at the start of the year, even though we all sort of started with him. He wasn't. We we, we wanted more he, from he him. Was but he was averaging seventies. Yeah, we wanted hundreds and, I, and stuff. I think I'd one hundred percent take that to start the year, considering how the centre wing looks. Yeah, and if, if you think he's going to have a better year to start the year, considering they were real shit last year to yeah. start off, then he can probably go up to eighty. Then maybe you you would want a guy like that, or even like a Greggy Marjorie's a lot, but you know he's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Something I, to think about. It looks yucky in my mind, but that's just with the rest of the yep. way I had my time team set up. But I'd have to look at it on paper. I don't uh, really love KO weeks, so I, or, or fine again, but they feel a bit a very slow burning. I'm going to want to try and upgrade them to someone that's going to be too much. It's not like I'm going to want to then just go up to a four or five hundred k guy. I feel like I'm going to want to turn those sub three hundred k guys into a 
700k plus player? I'm doing it as we speak. Let's have a look. So I've done the trades. I've got now I've got 230k in the bank. I've got Cleary. F- Campbell's my starting 5-8. I've got Cleary instead of Trindle. Um and now I'm upgrading. Um yeah, I'm gonna have to look at it. All right, cheers for tuning into this episode, guys, and we'll see you next week. Uh we've <coughs> we've still got to get around to the 2RF QA. We're getting to that. There's a lot of questions on that. So we'll get to that this week, maybe next week. Um, but we'll put out a shout-out for the Q&A for the halves. Or maybe we'll just do a general Q&A for Team Q&A after. For and the chuck those in it as well. yeah, And make it a full podcast. All right, cheers for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.